0: And welcome to the Real Tech, Real Life Podcast, a conversational medley with four women who've been there, done that, and lived to tell about it. Welcome back to the Real Tech, Real Life Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Lori Asbury, Andrea Giametti, and Miriam Neruzzi. And we've been on a bit of an extended hiatus, uh, almost two years since the last time we released a podcast. And so we're very, very excited to be back talking to everybody As you can imagine, a lot has changed since our last episode, so we thought it'd be good to use this episode as a chance to get caught up on what we've each been up to. But before we do that, a quick refresher. For those of you that are real tech, real life veterans, you may remember that before we went on hiatus, we had been working our way through a series on the life cycles of the services organization and had finished all of them, just there was one that hadn't been released, which we just released two weeks ago, and that was How to Close Out Projects, episode number nine. If you haven't listened to those, I'd encourage you to go back and take a listen to the first nine episodes. Even if you have, you might go back and take a a listen as well. There's some pretty good content in there, and also... On our website at www.realtechreallife.com, we've got playbooks on different topics such as as how to staff projects, uh, how to scope projects, and things like that. So definitely do that. Um, Going forward, we're going to take a little bit more of a topical approach, uh, talk about things that we're dealing with in our daily work and, and, and personal lives, and also do a series of interviews. We're really excited to kick off our interview series in our next episode with a chat with Mike Eppner. Where we talk about everything from how he thinks about building teams to his photography. I know that many of the folks in our audience know Mike, and I'm sure you won't want to miss that episode. But since it's been two years, we thought we would spend today's podcast catching you and us up on each other's lives. Lori Asbury. Let's start with you. And you've got a lot going on. Uh, you, you you, know, job changes, uh, life changes, all kinds of things. And and I don't know if you have any more dogs, but... Uh. <laughs> Not yet. But,
1: you know, every time I go on the trails and I come back, if I go out with three and I come back with three, that's a successful hike. So hanging at three right now. <laughs> Good, deal. Good deal. Yeah. No, so, you know, I actually had to look at a calendar to see where two years ago, what, you know, I was right. So in my mind, part of me was like, Oh, two years ago, there was still a period in my life. And actually I left a period three years ago this month, according to LinkedIn. Serious? <laughs> wow. three years. Yeah. So, um, so after that, of course, I took a sabbatical and had no idea how long it was going to be. I was thinking six months and it wound up being a year and a half. So I think during our podcast, I was in the midst of the sabbatical staying Hugely busy doing a lot of hospice work, Um, but then when I got back into the mix, I wound up joining DocuSign about a year and a half ago, and that was due to an introduction from Andrea. So I periodically text her and thank her for making that connection.
2: (laughs) So glad it worked out.
1: (laughs) Me too, because that would have been, you know, (laughs) I felt like I couldn't let you down, Andrea. So, but yeah, so um, you know, certainly there's there have been a lot of transitions in the last couple of years for me and then um personally one of the biggest ones is jonah has turned 18 he's getting ready to move out of the house and and uh go pretty far away to burlington vermont
0: in the fall which is beautiful in the fall i don't know yes. about <laughs> january or february but certainly in the fall
1: well so what i've heard is that there are four seasons there there's uh there's winter still winter Oh, I'm doing it in the wrong order. Okay. So there are four seasons in Vermont. (laughs) There's almost winter, winter, still winter, and road repair. So (laughs) road repair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And and I mean, this is um this is a long way off. So I mean, from Alabama to to Burlington,
1: yeah, I think that's his way of rebelling. <laughs> he grew up in the Deep South, no snow. He's like, I'll take care of that.
0: It's <laughs> oh, good, and you've moved, the role that you've moved into is a little yeah. bit more sales oriented, right? It is. What and a surprise. how's that been? Yeah, <laughs> I think probably of
1: all you guys are just as surprised as I am because you know, for my entire career, obviously I've had to participate and and do a lot of sales support and 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 so forth, but. That was, frankly, the least favorite part of what I was doing, <laughs> and so it was a real leap of faith to do that at DocuSign, and I have had a blast. It's that's just it. been so much fun to take this on, and uh, you know, to, it, it's been like a new career within something that's that's been very familiar because I'm still in customer success, so it's all about services. But yeah, my my focus mainly is sales
0: now. That is quite a shift. Yes. <laughs> That's great. What? um, So, one of the questions I'll ask each of you this as well. I mean, if you uh, you can pick between the two, but um, either the biggest challenge um, you've you've seen over the last two years or the biggest lesson learned, um, what would you what would you say?
1: I mean, for me, it's you know I think it's it's the challenge of managing these pretty big transitions, both um, professionally and personally. And so, um, you know, for me, it's a reminder that. In doing so, it's just really important to stay present, to stay in the present, to, um, you know, do what's in front of you and really let go of the outcome. I mean, you can work towards something, or I found in my life, I can work towards something, I can think I have an idea of where my path is going to take me or where I think it should take me. And I can do things to move myself along that path, but to be open for detours and, you know, destinations that I never even
0: considered, Oh, that's great. And do you go back and listen to your mindfulness podcast often to re- help you remember how to <laughs> no, do that?
1: I don't. I don't listen to to ours.
0: Okay. But <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> yeah, I, I should. It's a good <laughs> reminder. Too. Oh, that's great. So that's a lot of change, personal, professional. Andrea, you've had a few changes along the way as well. I have. I have. What have you been up I- to?
2: I almost had to look at a calendar as well. So I think <laughs> two years ago, I had left Appirio, probably six or seven months prior, was working for a small uh, consulting company based here in San Diego, but uh, wasn't overly happy, I think, as we recall, and ended up leaving there maybe uh, towards the end of, God, what year are we in? Seven, so I was 17. Um And then got a call from our friend, Mike Eppner, uh, towards the end of that year. And funny thing is, I recall, I was pretty burnt out with the services industry. And even when he called, I remember talking and thinking, eh, I need to find something else to do with my life. But uh, he had a persuasive way of talking me and ended up flying up to a company, Traction On Demand, um, based out of Canada, Vancouver, Canada. Met a bunch of folks there and like completely turned uh, turned around. It was just a fantastic group of folks and kind of became really excited again and ended up joining them about a year and a half ago, and that's kind of what I've been doing professionally. Um, it's been a lot of fun, big growing company, moving into the U.S., doing a lot of work um, back purely in delivery. So unlike, uh-huh. unlike Lori, I kind of went the other direction a bit. Um, but it's been a, been a great ride and been really, really happy to be there. Um, on the personal side, very, very similar to Lori, my oldest son also graduating uh, high school uh, about two weeks ago, going through the college selection process, and he's headed off to college in August as well, headed to Georgia Tech, so also going very, very far away, Yay. also going somewhere very, very different. But <laughs> So he's, he's going, going the, closer oh, to Lori. Yeah. <laughs> He he really wanted to go. Well, he wanted to go to a top engineering school. That was like number one. He wanted to go out of state, which um, <laughs> he wanted to go somewhere different. And he's getting all that at uh, Atlanta, right in the heart of Atlanta, Georgia. He'll be uh-huh. studying nuclear engineering. Um, oh, so yeah. He's leading- Just a small thing called nuclear
0: engineering. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And to be clear, everybody everybody asks because they think uh, nuclear. It's actually nuclear energy fusion, to be uh, to be specific. That he wants not fission, fusion. So I'll just leave that there. Okay, I'm going to um, say right now, I actually don't know the difference, so that's okay. Yeah, well, well that's a whole new podcast. We <laughs> need a
3: podcast on that. <laughs> <Yep>.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, so that's also you know similar to what Loring saying, kind of a massive change, trying to prepare for. My first son to go off to school, we're headed to Atlanta in about six weeks to drop him there, um, which should be a fantastic time to be in Atlanta. Um, But yeah, other than that, so yeah, new job, life changes. Um, Here's one that I actually am going to say just because I know Lori Asbury is going to be completely shocked. We're also getting a dog.
1: (gasps) No, (laughs) I was going to ask and I thought I was going to be making
0: a joke. Wait, was that the dog in the picture? Is it a Corgi? No, no. Okay. That,
2: that Corgi is my uh, my girlfriend's dog that we go visit. But my my youngest son has bagged and bagged and bagged for about a year, and it's taken him a long time to break wear me down. But now as part of this transition with our oldest son going off, um, we've agreed. So we just got back from vacation a couple days ago, and now we're kind of in this mode now of trying to figure out what who's the right dog for us. So, yes, this Aww. is a shock to anybody who knows I feel like
0: me. that could be a podcast, and I think Lori Asbury oh, could God. help us.
2: The even funnier thing is we already have a name for this dog because our big joke is that as, you know, his brother goes off, we're kind of replacing him with this dog. And so we don't want to fully call him Ryan, but we're going to, his name is actually, if it's a boy, going to be Oliver Ryan uh, after (laughs) his brother. So So anyway, if anybody has a nice dog in the San Diego area that's available in the next couple of weeks, that's preferably fairly small, doesn't shed, doesn't bark.
1: And a rescue. um,
2: we are looking at rescues. We've come around from he loves the corgis, but we're not gonna go buy a full bred corgi. So we actually went to a couple shelters yesterday, uh, looking at dogs. So yes, this will be a oh. massive transition for me, as we know. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you will survive
3: it. You'll survive it. I do.
2: Mean. I don't know. I'm I'm trying I'm assuming it's like your children, you know, you'll love them when they're you here.
0: will, you will. All right. <laughs> And and so um, for you, major either a major challenge or lessons learned over the last two
2: years? So I think professionally, the interesting lesson for me is, you know, I was so burnt out kind of, I th- and I thought it was maybe on the consulting industry and all of these kinds of things. Um, and then I found a change that I've actually been super happy with doing basically the exact same thing that I've been doing for the last decade or so. And I think the amazing thing, and what I've always said, is it comes down to the people. It's like when you're yeah. working with good people and you enjoy the people and people have your back, it, it's, it, it c- almost doesn't matter what you're doing. It just makes such a huge difference. Um, so that's been a big one. And then the other side, I think similar to Lori, you just kind of realized this life transition of, uh, you know, when your kids start moving out and going on and being adults and many adults, it's, it's, it's been interesting kind of going through that process and seeing how that's going to play out. So.
0: Yeah. And wait till you actually have to leave him there and walk no. away. I-
2: that's yeah, August, August 11th, which ironically, he and I are flying out August 11th uh, to Atlanta, which is also my 20th wedding anniversary. Celebration.
0: <laughs> <Solid Wow. Russia. laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. And Lori, when does Jonah go? He's not until August 21st. Oh wow! So, so Andrew's yeah. got ten days to to advise you on what to expect. <laughs> That's
2: right. Okay. We have to go. We're going to the uh, orientation that first week in August. Which I again, I'll say, I'm like, ooh, Atlanta, August.
1: <laughs> that should be fun. Yeah, I've got the better yeah. destination for August for sure.
0: That's for sure. Well, I actually, as I went back and uh, listened to and edited the last couple of episodes. Um, I was reminded that speaking of dogs, Bluebell made her. Uh, or is it is Bluebell a he or she? Is a she? Is a, a she? Sorry, I, I should have known that it's an ice cream in Texas, so I I, I wasn't sure <laughs> of the of the sex of it. But Bluebell actually made an appearance in the last podcast.
3: Did you remember that? Are you serious? I, I do remember it. her barking at some point, but did I actually? Oh, I left it in. in. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. I love it. And Actually, that that gave me the freedom to let my dogs roam in and out at will. So any one of them at any time could make an appearance today.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The funny thing is that if it wasn't for Andrea talking, sharing her, uh, you know, now new dog search that you're going on, I would have not remembered that two years ago also is when we adopted Bluebell. So not Mm -hmm. only had life transition, job changes, but we also adopted a dog. For someone like me, who's never been a big on pets. I, I'm telling you, I'm with Andrea, you, Miriam. I'm there. Believe me, two years later, you and I need to talk. I mean, okay. I don't even know what we did without the dog. <laughs>
2: wow. I just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I keep hearing these things and assuming that, okay, I'm just going to wait for nah, all that to will. happen.
1: Yeah. But
2: they're Go trying. I, I, at the moment, though, I, everybody keeps pressing us towards labs because they're a great family dog. And I keep saying, I want a small dog. I want a small dog. So... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> the right dog will find you. Well, that's what I'm assuming. So we like, we went to shelters and I'm staring at these dogs, waiting for one of them to be like the right dog. And it was like, and there was all these pit bulls and all this. And like, well, they were not my dog. Pit
0: bulls rescue. There are, yeah. there
2: was tons of them, but yeah. there so, was one spaniel. But loving.
0: Speaking of transitions, Miriam,
2: <laughs> what have you Transition. been up to in the last Perfect. two
3: years? Yeah, it was interesting. And, you know, as I listened to Lori and Andrea's stories, uh, much like them, I had to go back and look at really what was going on two years ago. But I think we had a lot of common themes. Um, I do remember right around probably a time that we started slowing down on our podcast. Uh, It was the time that we all were thinking about career transitions. Mm -hmm. And much like the rest of the crew here, um, I remember being pretty unhappy I was kind of unfulfilled, burnt out. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, And I made this radical decision talking to Ken and for those of you who know me, I'm a pretty big planner. So like doing anything without a plan, it's just anti me. I decided to take the summer off. So the summer of 2017 goes on in memories and in my, you know, all time favorite time where I actually took a few months off. Um, and really the intent of it was m- just to catch up on life. And, um, during those, those months, I did everything that I had not done for so many years. Yeah, I caught up with my, uh, kids. Uh, it was the last summer before Yasmin was able to drive. So they depended on me. So mm-hmm. I became a chauffeur again. Um, I picked up, um, hobbies, something that I remember many years and ago. And you're still paying, right? I, I'm actually doing it. Yeah. I mean, like years ago if you asked me i didn't have time for hobbies it was always the kids but i picked up a hobby and apparently it stuck so i've got my hobby still going on and you know travel decorated my house and did things that i honestly never had the time to do and when you're not looking for something things happen and mm-hmm. um, it wasn't long into my sabbatical summertime off um salesforce come, came calling and um uh, it was, it was interesting because I didn't think that after 10 years of being in a startup, I would be willing or ready or the right kind of a, a mindset of going to a 30,000-people-large company. It was interesting. I was a little bit flattered, but yet didn't really know what I wanted. So we kind of explored a couple of different opportunities. The first opportunity didn't work out. And it's interesting. Two years later, I'm so glad. Not that I'm on the inside. I'm so glad. That opportunity didn't work out because that team dismantled. Uh, But then as the conversations continued, uh, there was a role in the services organization. I joined them. So this August would be my two years at Salesforce. And uh, I got to say, I actually am pretty content. It's hard to say that two years later because I spent so much time towards the tail end of my last two years not being happy where I was to actually not have much to complain about. It's actually a nice place to be at. So that is that's fantastic. my two years in the, Yeah, it, it's good. It's good to be. And have you been
1: right able at. to maintain that balance and keep keep up those hobbies and the mm-hmm. connections with the kids? Like, do you feel more? Yes.
3: I, You know, I think it, I. It's interesting that you ask that. First of all, my hobby. Yes, I think you guys see it on Facebook. I post my work. I go every Monday to class. Uh, believe me leaving in winter, 730 at night, driving (laughs) half an hour to go to class is a pain in the ass, if I can say that. Uh, But when I get there is my moment and my time. And I keep remembering the few years ago where I never had a hobby, never had anything that was just for me. And that's enough to kind of keep me motivated. And with the kids, I think uh, some of it is also, you know, I think the transition that I made is the age that we're in, our kids are in, like, I feel I value, I'm much more present. I don't think it had to do with, you know, I I, I still had to figure out what mindfulness is. I have to go listen to what I said <laughs> two years ago on those episodes because it's a hard thing to do. But I do think I am a lot more mindful of now. And I think I attribute it to the fact that I'm in a different stage of my life. I, I'm mm-hmm. slower. Uh, I value important things more. You know, I'm not in a pursuit of anything. Just what feels good and what feels right. So,
0: and and you've got, uh, your oldest is about, is, is is she going to be a a junior or senior?
3: She's a rising senior. So I'm waiting to learn from these two. (laughs) So I'm actually gonna have that hard summer this year. We definitely have to touch base,
2: Miriam. There was a lot of learnings in this last year on that mm, one. I
3: know it (laughs) gives me goosebumps as you say that because part of it has been, you know, It's not denial, but it's a scary process, right? I mean, scary, even though you don't want to be scared. All the stories that you hear, that level of unpredictability that it has, I don't want to, you know, push it on her, but at some levels I do sometimes because I think I'm feeling nervous about it. So that nervousness carries to her and sometimes overwhelming to her. So, yeah, I got to catch up with you guys. But, you know, in many ways, that's one of the things that I love in our little group, uh, we we share so much, right? We we share so much of the same journeys. And I know, Lori, the other element that we're going to be talking about, I mean, like, again, not only kids, there's also transitioning yeah. with, um, you know, aging parents. And there's mm-hmm. so much of that that is part of where we are. And I love that I got you guys to, you know, talk to, hear from, learn from. So I'm looking forward on both fronts to kind yeah. of catching up.
0: Yeah, and I we do have a fairly active text group. Um, sometimes it will yes. go a couple weeks, but then when it if you if you happen to be on a plane while the, the threads are going, there's no way you can catch up when you land. <laughs> that happened to me on Thursday.
2: I landed after a 13 hour flight and, with hundreds uh, of unread messages. And there, I had yeah, 103 text messages. I was like, whoa, normally I have one.
0: <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of Andrew, you just got back from Italy.
2: I did two weeks. It was in amazing. Italy. It was amazing. It was by far our best vacation. It was the first time my kids had been to Europe and uh, first time I'd been to Italy, which having Italian heritage, obviously, Giometti being my maiden name. um, The one funny thing about my name that I've always said, Andrea Giometti, Andrea in Italy is a man's name, right? And there was a couple of times where one guy, like when I was returning my rental car and looked at this and he's like, looks at my husband thinking my husband's Andrea (laughs) Giometti. I was like, my husband, whose name is Clay White. Um, And so I'm like, no, that's me. He goes, Oh. This is a man's name. Usually. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but yeah, we went all over the place. We, I think we ended up in 10 cities. Um, wow. We just, we stayed in a couple places, but took a ton of day trips and, you know, big cities, Rome, Venice and uh, outside Bologna, then a lot of small towns, Modena, uh, Luca, which is where my heritage is from. Mm-hmm. Um, took a day into Naples for pizza, like all over the place. It was a fantastic trip.
0: And actually, speaking of of catching up on my end, I went back and looked at my calendar. And um, about this time, two years ago, when around the time we did a couple recordings afterwards, but around this time, two years ago, I was on a silent retreat uh, in Italy right. in Assisi. Yes. Oh my God!
3: You now, remember that?
0: What these girls that. will tell you is that that at night I would hike up a hill and text <laughs> and and Twitter and tweet um, to get caught up. Um, but I did is to get to Wi Fi. I had to. I did kind of break the silence thing. But I did really good during the day.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I, I, is texting, I, remember, really, I think texting is still silent, right? We had a lot of long conversations I, I, with you. Well,
3: I do remember there, you actually even texting one time during the day. Maybe I don't think the tail end of your trip. <laughs> no, Maybe at I the tail Definitely
0: pictures that you took during the daylight and sent.
3: I think so. so see? Yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not
1: well, not well. Well.
0: <laughs> well, I had GPS then. So I had GPRS then. So no, but I will say it was uh it was uh, about five days, um, silent from the morning to around. Five in the afternoon, and we walked the footsteps of uh, Saint Francis of Assisi. And I think I that week I walked something like forty miles, which is nothing compared wow. to what Andrea does on a normal Sunday. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was things. it was it was good. And I think for me the fact that it was silent while and I was still doing something. If I just had to sit in a room, I I, I don't think I could do that. But you know we're outside and and doing things. It, it was it was quite cool. Um, and then immediately following that, I. Came back and went to work for a company called Gigster. I, I just left Apereo, and you know, there's sort of this thing at the time. I had intended to take uh, some time off, um, but an opportunity came up to work with a company at this very early stage. Uh, they were really uh, trying to build out um, the, mar- the the two sided marketplace between uh, services, software development, delivery, and customers that needed it. And, uh, and there was a freelance element, a marketplace element, a product and a services element. And so it, it was, it was exciting for me. Um, so I took that uh, job as, uh, as chief delivery officer and, uh, which is really, uh, everything that is, you know, customer operation, delivery s- services side. Um, the product platform buildup, uh, also ended up, uh, falling under me as well. And then finally, um, I, over different parts of that, I had, uh, uh operational roles running, you know, HR, finance, all, all those fun things and I actually went through um you know as with all early stage companies often they go through uh transitions with founders so as the um original founder decided that uh, the company had, had kind of moved in a different direction and uh where his heart was at he left and uh so I served as interim CEO for about it it was about six months. Um, uh, it didn't. It actually went really fast, and to be honest, I had a great time doing it. Um, so so uh, it, it kind of transitioned through that. Uh, helped find the the long term CEO, and I have recently left. Um, for really two reasons. One is there's some other things professionally I want to do, but also, uh, my um uh, my mom has, uh, had, uh, leukemia and my dad has some health issues as well. And I was in San Francisco about 98% of the time, and it was just too difficult to navigate. So, uh, I have come back to Texas and, um, I'm still seem to be in San Francisco quite a bit doing, I'm doing some consulting with some early stage companies, but which is, I'm having a, Blast doing, by the way. Um, oh, but, I want to hear uh, about that. Yeah, no, it's it's quite fun. I mean, um, the I'm working with actually three companies, and um, uh, all of them are at that really fun stage of uh, mm. they've got market market traction, and they're starting to see uh, that uptick, that inflection point. And, you know, there's so much that goes on behind that, not just processes and tools and, and people, but it's just, you know, having the confidence to kind of climb the hill and Mm -hmm. drag people along with you, um, and, and just the confidence that there is, uh, you know, something at the top that's worth it. And so, um, so that's really, really fun to get to, 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 you know, do that. And every company's different. Every, you know, set of issues is different, but doing consulting is, is actually been fun. I, um, have also taken uh, been able to take a ton of time off uh, the last couple months which has been great and mostly been in Texas I haven't gone on on vacation um, which is weird for me but uh, it's know. been good to yeah, I have tomatoes growing, although right now I have a battle going with some pest that's eating my cherry tomatoes. But um, <laughs> I got tomatoes, I, I've i got okra, I've got peppers, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, actually, just I, I took an I, iOS class. I've got real honest to gosh, iOS apps I've got on my phone um, <laughs> that I built. Uh, all those kinds of things that you just, you know, I, I haven't done that in, I don't know, so probably since I was in leaving college so it's been fun well, so um, you know what
1: it sounds like to me it sounds like to me the only thing you're missing right now is a dog <laughs> well funny you should mention that
0: i don't have a dog and the reason is because uh i spend too much time keeping everyone else's dogs so um oh, that's that the is, way to do it yeah my sister's got two dogs and um recently i uh, uh, i i you know, uh, keep them a lot when they're gone. And then also I've got other friends that have them as well. So, uh, although I, I really do love dogs, so I, it's not a, it's not, a, I'm not intentionally not getting one. I just have been, I still travel quite a bit, so yeah. that's good. But yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of changes and in my case, it sounds like in some of y'all's as well, my transitions have, um, in, in some ways been, been, uh, for the, f- probably the first time in my life put personal ahead of professional, And, um, that is, uh, uh, you know, definitely been a little bit of a shift for me, but, but been good, I, I, you know, I, I feel blessed that I'm able to take some time and, you know, actually, uh, spend it with my parents. Um, can I help them through this phase and, uh, get them, get them settled and organized. But so that, that is definitely, uh, been a shift for me and I, I will definitely go back and do the full-time thing again, but I'm having fun doing what I'm doing right now.
1: And you also, you were a step ahead of us with your um, oldest niece who actually just finished her first year at college.
0: That's right. She started as a freshman at Baylor last year and she has done amazing. I mean, she, you know, had lots of choices and, you know, to be honest, even though I'm a Baylor grad, I actually might've been steering her um, to one of the other choices along the way. But, <laughs> I was um, for
1: Tennessee myself, but <laughs> yeah, I was
0: actually kind of too. Um, but, uh, it's, she's done awesome. I mean, so, uh, about this time last year, uh, she graduated from high school and I took her, um, uh, as I will take my youngest niece as well. I told her I'd take her any three places in the world she wanted to go. So you can
3: take me too, if you want. Yeah. Well, and
0: you know, it is, you say you're going to do that. And then what I, you know, the ones she picked were literally, we went around the world in 14 days um (laughs) and so she picked uh 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 tokyo uh we india and so we went to delhi and to agra um well wanted to make it to jaipur but i couldn't uh and then she picked vienna and uh and of course i have to throw in the obligatory stop in london because i was out of gin (laughs) out of tea and out of socks so um (laughs) yeah Oh, socks? Sock was well, sauce too, but socks. Um, uh, so, but you know, it's, it's, it was a little terrifying because I, as I got, I, I, you guys have traveled a lot as well. And, that kind of trip, even though it's a little over and above what I normally do, it, still it's, you know, it didn't, I didn't really think about it. And as we're getting on the plane, I'm like, holy <laughs> crap, I hope she's up for this <laughs>
2: because really different places. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know,
0: from Tokyo to, to Delhi alone, will like make your head snap. Um, yeah. and so that was, uh, that was, you know, uh, but she did amazing. I mean, you know, no, no grumpiness, um, handle the jet lag. You know, in terms of like lessons for me, um, the last two years had been more about, uh, obviously a a lot of hard work goes on to, um, scaling any company. And then we did that at Gigster, and I'm really proud of what we built. But, um, for me, the, the lesson learned was that sometimes it's more rewarding, um, and honestly, probably more, uh, beneficial to the organization to, uh, coach and mentor, And just lead as opposed to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am at heart a doer, and it's hard sometimes for me not to just go do it myself. Um, And that's been something I think I've struggled with all along, but – it, now seeing you know a, a, an environment where for a lot of reasons i really needed to bring some some junior folks along um, and and teach them i really I get really excited about doing that and that's why i'm enjoying the consulting that i'm doing now as well is is just some of the things you know i've been there done that lived to tell about it just like the the podcast <laughs> says um, but being able to take a step back and really just lead teach and mentor um, has been has been uh, a lot of fun for me
1: you do that so naturally, so
0: sometimes awesome. in all the wrong directions. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> hey, there are lots of ways to teach.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is definitely true. So, so all of us have been through that. You know, we've got uh, got the high school um, to college transition. Uh, we've got um, you know you know uh, parental transitions as well, uh, which we've all been navigating. Um, and that is a, a whole different world and then job transitions. Um, and so Miriam's got her hobby of painting. Um, Andrea, are you still doing triathlons?
2: I took a little break. So I did, I did my last Ironman in, uh, let's see, 2016. And so right before, I think we did the last podcast and I did the New York marathon in 2017, kind of begrudgingly, um, Like I got into it and then I had to run it and run it as a stretch, but it was actually my favorite race ever. After that, I kind of took a little break from the uh, endurance stuff because it does just take so much time. But as Miriam was talking about hobbies, I realized, you know, that was my hobby for so many years. So maybe, uh, but what I took up in its place is CrossFit and it's actually my son, Ryan, has been going with me for about the last year. So that's, I really, really enjoy it and I love it, but it's also been great to be able to do that with him, which was something Uh, obviously I wasn't able to do with the distance stuff. So he and I go pretty much every morning early, early, early in the morning. And so it's going to be yet another transition when he goes off. And then I was thinking maybe at that point I'll get back to something else, um, you know, to re-pick up my hobbies, but yeah.
0: I think that's really cool that you've got him doing CrossFit with you
2: and we'll look forward to
0: getting an update from you on your first mother-son Ironman on an upcoming episode. Now that we've gotten updates from everybody, it's time for that end of episode lightning round of recommendations. So I will ask each of you for either a recommendation or maybe both on a podcast or a book. Miriam, I'll go to you.
3: Okay. I Well, I'm going to go with the podcast, uh, How I Build This by Guy Raz. I don't uh-huh. know if you guys have, uh, it's a lot of fun. I think uh, I enjoy uh listening. And again, for those of you who are into those, uh, crime series up and vanished <laughs> and uh, a crime town are my huh. two favorites. So yeah. Ooh. Add those to your list. If you're into that. <laughs> it's up and vanished. Up and vanished. Yeah. It's one of those true crime stories that you follow it. Uh, yeah. It's very it's dark. Well, actually they're not, but you know, again, they're unsolved uh, mysteries that you kind of follow along and, it's fascinating. I don't know if you, if you were a serial I fan, I think you'll, you'll enjoy those, but it's nice balance to some of the more, uh, you know, uh, much more life and learning and all that. Sometimes just want to just get into the story and follow along and solve, uh, mysteries and stories like that. So I would, highly it's just like work. You're shit. always solving mysteries at work, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I want <laughs> other people to solve it, right? Just want to listen along. And I think that's why I like these <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else is solving the problem. Uh,
0: those are great. How how I Built This is awesome as well. Do you have a favorite episode? There's so many good ones. I
3: Yeah, I actually like the Sarah Blakely, the uh, Spanx story. I just love like uh, the, just the name Spanx and whoever knew that, the uh, you know, the letter K uh, seems to resonate and the comedians actually. It, just the way she went about naming Spanx, uh, I thought it was very clever. And, you know, I think, when you hear it, most of these stories, it's just kind of hearing about the journeys uh, that these entrepreneurs go through and uh, where they start, where they land. Uh, it's, it's, it's I think it's in, not only is it inspiring, it's real. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. I, have, I mean, there's so many episodes, so I'm still in the midst of just kind of picking and uh, choosing, but that one stands out. Uh, that was one of the first episodes, actually. That's great. Talking about pivots, you know, Slack went public uh, two weeks ago.
0: And mm-hmm. what an amazing story. It's, it's a company that was funded and started as a gaming company. And as the game didn't work for a variety of different reasons, they realized that they had this one thing they'd built alongside the game um, that was basically chat. And now it's, you know, a multi-billion dollar valuation listed. And it started as a as a game company. Right. So it, it is that... Um, It is true. Any organization that is built goes through so many changes along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, actually speaking of updates, Lori, I meant to ask you this earlier before we get your podcast or your book recommendation, I had forgotten that on, uh, one of the podcasts, your recommendation was about a deodorant. And so (laughs) so (laughs) I'm wondering, did the deodorant end up
1: like working? Oh, absolutely. I am still using... Oh my uh, goodness, it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might or might not natural. have warned her I was going to ask about this. <laughs>
1: well, yes. So, oh, and it was wow. a good thing because I was like, oh my gosh, what's that deodorant called again? <laughs> I'm not a great spokesman, but I, I do love the deodorant. It's aluminum free. Um, I had been very suspicious that anything truly natural would work, and I'm still using it. So, my what was friend, the brand again? It's uh, Insta Natural.
2: Oh, because I've tried a bunch of those aluminum-free ones, and some of them do actually work. I would have really? to say, but they do not work in Italy when it's 100 degrees and 100 humidity. <laughs> but they work okay here on the West.
1: I can't vouch for Italy, yes, but it, <laughs> those are I would imagine conditions. anywhere
2: else in the country where it's 100 <laughs> degrees and 100 percent humidity, it is not that here in San Diego. Oh, right. So therefore, uh, well, but I've actually been quite fond of some of these natural deodorants. I will have to say, I will back you up on this.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and thanks it's for so sharing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Right.
1: Um, yeah, no, that's uh, that. I'm still using it. So, people are really happy that I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great. So, uh, book, <laughs> podcast recommendations?
1: Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite podcasts is still Modern Love. It's based on the New York Times column by the same name. And it's just different stories about different kinds of love. And so for the soon-to-be dog owner, there's actually the last one I heard was about uh, the search for a dog. Um, This man didn't want to get a dog, but his husband really did. And so it was just like how he sort of came along to the idea, but he had this idea of the kind of dog that he wanted. And he wound up... uh, and it's. Strangely, it was a beagle. No offense to the beagle that I have, but that's what he really wanted, and he wound up with a dachshund. So it was just a sweet, sweet story, but um, I- I'm always a
0: fan of that. It sort of takes me out of
1: out of my own story, I guess, <laughs>
0: to be able to listen to others. Do you always have, like, tons that you're listening to? So I was curious, are you, are you uh, listening to a lot of others as well? Or are you... you know, I-, I probably slowed
1: down a little bit on that, um, you know, just because I don't have a commute. And, uh, you know, when I'm traveling, I definitely catch up. Um, but like when I go out, you know, when I go on hikes, I, I just don't want, I want to be in the place that I'm, that I'm in. Right. So yeah. it's not like I'm, I'm listening when I'm doing something like that. Oh, that I
0: understand. I actually, one of the changes I've made as well, I was listening to too many podcasts two years ago. And I spending too much time because then it becomes like this, you know, yeah. uh, total frenzy of, oh my gosh, I've got to get through these three because these are dropping next week or whatever. Um, so I've definitely, you know, minimized my list as well and try to be a little, there's some like, you know, podcast, uh, uh, pod save America and some of the others, I think they drop one like every day, this a couple hours long. I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how you have time to do it. And also just trying to, um, listen to more music which is good for me, um, you know, uh, just in terms of mental clarity, which is great. So, but on that note, my, I have two recommendations. One is a book, um, called the, the death of democracy, which Hmm. sounds very bleak. And honestly, it is a little bit, um, but it, it, you know, I, I've always been a little bit of a world war two buff and, um, in that, that, you know, I've read a lot about it and, and, uh, been to a number of the sites. Um, but this talks about the, kind of the run-up to uh, World War II and starts with the, the Weimar Republic and uh, all the things that happened really from the end of World War One on in Germany. And, I, you know, not to be too <laughs> depressing, but if you read the first hundred pages, um, there's so many parallels um, mm. in terms of uh, not, you know, uh, not – I'm not saying – you know, trying to make any direct correlations, but just the, the, the political structure changes and the blurring of what left and right means. And, um, Mm. you know, in some cases, the political impasses, uh, that have happened. And so it's, it's really interesting. Um, and, and honestly, it's kind of helped me clarify some things as well and some of the shifts that I see. So I recommend that. And then on, uh, actually on the podcast side, if you have a very long flight and have like Hours like days to listen to something, Dan Carlin's hardcore history is amazing. Um, he did a series on World War One, which I had never really um, paid that much attention to. It was a little bit more into the World War Two side. Um, but he talks, he, he it, it's a series, I think, like five podcasts, and they're all like three hours long, so it's a commitment. Um, but it just the way he tells the story is so amazing and i my takeaway um on the world war 1 front is is I didn't realize how much of a shift it was in technology that impacted that war. Um, I mean, literally, you know, the Germans come in with their massive tanks and massive bombs, and the French are still in their, um, you know, red-tailed coats with swords, you know. And there's a really interesting, um, you know, dynamic at the beginning of the war about just how the old ways of uh, the way that some people fought a war um, were were very dated and had to change very quickly. And so that, that, but beyond that, just the way he tells the story is, is, is pretty amazing. So those are my two recommendations. Um, and I've tried to try to cut down on some of the others, but, uh, (laughs) and then there's so many new ones out there. It's just hard to even keep up. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate all of you listening to us.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, promise we, so, we won't do this every hour or every day, right? There's not gonna be enough of it to talk <laughs> people down. We promise that would be, be the problem. <laughs> three hours to just chat, yeah, yeah exactly. I, we, we would have no problem. I'm not so sure if somebody wants to listen to our chatting <laughs> alone. Oh. But. And I
0: think you know we've talked about it, but we'll uh, we'll try to release every every probably three weeks or so, and uh, that way it won't always feel like you're on the gerbil wheel of, of podcast and do some different topics. And, you know, I think as we kind of close out on this one, one of the things that I was really surprised by is honestly how many people were listening to our podcast. Um, just because we started this as an experiment and, um, ended up getting a, a lot more, you know, downloads and, uh, listens. And, uh, as I've run into, you know, various people, um, that we know over the last, last year, two years, um, I've actually had people quote back to me things that were said, uh, in our podcast. So, um, <laughs> we're really, really thankful for everybody that is listening and and appreciate the the feedback um, and questions because I think going forward, that's really the direction we want to go. And just using this podcast as a chance to get everybody caught up on what we're up to. And as we start to wrap up this podcast, I want to remind everybody that our next episode will be an interview with Mike Eppner. Mike is the president of Traction on Demand, a Salesforce partner. And Mike has been a mentor boss friend occasional nemesis for all of us and it's a really fun interview. We spent a lot of time talking about his uh, photography, a little bit of time talking about how he builds teams and thinks about hiring and and putting le- you know leadership teams in place, which is a lot of fun. And I'm sure Andrea can probably we may need to do an update uh, now
2: that Andrea is back working with him. Say, um, yeah, that was about know, 5 months before he hired me again. So I think it was.
0: Let's <laughs> we'll see. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our relaunch podcast today. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or on Podbean and to check out our website at www.realtechreallife.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter, and we'd love your feedback and, and thoughts on future topics. And we'll see you back here in about two weeks with episode number 11, our interview with Mike Ebner.